You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Headquarters. From the Tropic of Technology, a service at New Gen Broadcasting. Downloading CEO. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Music. Welcome to CEO Coach. Today, we're talking about women in startup entrepreneurship and in the C-suite of growing companies. Certainly, it's a topic that is covered and sometimes over-covered and has been discussed for many months and, of course, for many years. But today, I want to talk about it again because over the past weeks, I've had some, I guess, additional data points that I thought would be valuable to share with those women who are now starting their own companies, running them for some time, and still trying to break through to the next stage, whatever stage you're in, and for those women in the C-suite of very fast-growing startup entrepreneurships that have now reached the mid-size range. So the question really has to do with why we have so few women in the very highest levels of large entrepreneurship and, of course, of course, you know, government and so on and even in the nonprofit sector. So I would begin by saying if you have not already seen and heard the iconic TED Talk by Sheryl Sandberg, now's a good time to do that, and that's a good place to start. Cheryl covers reasons why we might not have women in the C-suite in sufficient numbers and why they are indeed sadly moving in the wrong direction, um, why we might not, having nothing to do with laws, regulations, the attitude of an old network or anything else, but rather the actions and thoughts of women themselves. I think it's a good place to start because the only thing we can control on the planet 
is ourselves. So begin there. Sheryl Sandberg, TED Talk, you'll find it. After we discuss those little bits and pieces, which would say, what can women do to change their likelihood of success in business, I want to talk a little bit about the experience, and perhaps at maybe a 10,000-foot level instead of a 30,000-foot level, about what one can do to manage a number of things. First, I note that women are far less likely to be funded than men. So the first thing I would look to is, if you will, innovative or alternative ways to become funded. There are women fund groups now. That's something we didn't have even a few years ago. Astia is one of them, A-S-T-I-A. And by the way, I'm going to put links to all the things I'm discussing today on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, CEO Coach Podcast, no hyphens or anything. Um, I've already got a link to Sheryl Sandberg's TED Talk there. I'm going to put a link to the Astia group. There are many other women's um, alliances for angel groups and for even VC funding groups. So becoming funded is uh, becoming a little broader over time simply because there are now groups focused on funding women's entrepreneurship efforts. That's a really good thing. And I would say it's not stooping to say that you will go to any of these places to find your own funding. It's certainly women supporting women, and that's a critical piece. And that does lead me to my first point today. The women supporting women concept was not something that Cheryl talked about, but one that I believe is critical to success on the broadest levels of all women coming and going. I've spoken to a number of people who run CEO groups in the past few months, Uh, some of them in the U.S., some of them around the world, many of them in Europe, for example. One of the things they do is to uh, selectively find CEOs of mid-size corporations. Everyone assumes that the CEOs of major enterprise, third-level, already established corporations of the monster size, you know, 3M, IBM, those kinds of things, uh, already have their own networks and their support. The second group, however, they feel is a largely unaddressed group, and they need these kinds of support groups. I would postulate that they are not unaddressed by any stretch of the imagination. There are so many CEO support groups. Some of them uh, are made ad hoc by one or more CEOs uh, of their own accord, and they gather their colleagues together. Many of them are like, I don't know, BNI or some other kind of uh, network group. They often have regulations that sound very much like a rotary group or, again, a BNI, uh, you know, one person from each uh, industry, no overlap, uh, refer business to each other, and so on. Some of them have a broader uh, goal, like something like a rotary or a Kiwanis, in which they do good as well. So there are old school systems that are certainly international already. There are newer uh, concepts coming up. The thing I didn't hear was that there were the same pieces of uh, support available for women. 
sometimes women are welcome. And over time, uh, they have become welcome in some of what was hitherto all-male groups. But certainly all-male groups do continue to exist uh, all around the world. As a result, one has to question whether or not the time has come for all women's groups and whether they do exist. If we do have women funders, you know, angel groups, VC groups, specifically comprised of women for women, do we also have women's CEO or C-suite groups in which the men are excluded? And if it exists, is it valuable? I would think that there is... uh, at least there are at least a few of such groups existing, and I have not yet been a part of one of those. But um, not just would they exist, the question would be are they valuable, or should women always look to integrate with the male groups as they exist? Why does an old boys' network exist? Should an old girls' network exist? And thinking about those things, I've pulled apart some of the strands of this rope that goes into a Gordian knot, and I hope I can give some clarity around how to look at the situation and to make choices that work for yourself. So here's the first thing. It occurs to me, as I see these many men's groups that are exclusively men and remain so today, that men in general over the centuries have given their hands to the next generation without thinking very much about the process, simply understanding that they are in control of a very large sector of economy, government, and society at large. And it is therefore incumbent upon those in control to manage succession. Succession, of course, is managed very clearly uh, through history uh, with things like politics. We understand the succession of kings. We see all of the you know, uh, murder and mayhem that goes into overthrowing them. We can see the patterns, and, and it's all very much fun if you love history and the stories that it yields. But we see it less often within the commercial sector. It's written about in many books, and you can find them, but it isn't taught as openly in the schools. So politics, yes, but not necessarily commerce. And here's how it works in commerce. Exactly the same way it works in politics. There are those who manage succession in their own companies. There are those who manage succession as leaders of entire industries. Sometimes that means putting the right people in place in the correct uh, companies because those companies are the leaders of the industry. There seems to be an innate understanding of how the world is woven together as men grow up from boys to young men to men in control. So it wasn't just about the fact that they were male. It was also about the fact that they came from a certain background, certain money, and certain industries. It was passed from father to son. And beyond that, it was about socioeconomic capabilities. And finally, it was about establishing the relationships for the next generation with the power mongers of 
this generation and the next in politics and in society at large. When you weave it all together, the power structure is constructed. So if it was passed from male to male, it becomes difficult for females to break in. When we come back, we're going to talk about things that are not necessarily historical, but about how it works today, not very different than it did yesterday, and how that speaks to what women do accomplish today, what we wish to accomplish tomorrow, and how it might impact the entire fabric of the globe. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach, talking about women in entrepreneurship and in the C-suite. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight series, featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad slash ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com slash ny. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. The Hook with Katie Kempner. On demand anytime inside the Advertising Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about women in the C-suite and women in entrepreneurship and specifically about whether or not women's only groups, if you will, to support women in these positions as they move forward would be of value. We talked about some of the broader aspects and the historical aspects about how power is achieved and then transferred back. But let's take a look now at these women-only groups. Would there be value in having one and joining one? Should you consider creating one or locating one or accepting invitations should you be requested to do so? So years ago, I read an article in the New York Times about the education of boys and girls. And what it really said was that until about the age of puberty, 10, 11, 12, right, maybe 13 and so on, Little girls are not for sale. The world is black and white and it's their way or the highway. They know their mind and they know what they want. And as they grow into teenagers, they begin to lose their center. They waffle. They, they fly any flag. They follow any color. And suddenly their power is gone and their parents wonder at it and go, where the heck is our powerful little girl? What's going on in her head? It doesn't happen to everyone. It doesn't happen to the same extent to young girls. It certainly happens more in uh, families or so on where there is less support of the individual and less so in families where it is discouraged and where retaining your own mind, if you will, is encouraged and supported. But all those things aside, there is this tendency at that age to be less powerful. And if you look at the vestigial reasons why that might be, you could say, well, in the age of the caveman uh, dwellers, right, you would say, well, right around 12 or 13, you know, they have a kid or two or three or four, and by 18 or 20, everybody's dead, right? But as one has children, it saps the physical strength and one must pay attention to this thing or this, this infant dies, so it requires constant care. So somebody else has to go out and go, you know, pull down the, the tiger or whatever and bring it in for meat um, to sustain the thing. So the roles were fairly clearly defined in pods of humans or humanoids. That all made sense. But a little bit like our tailbone or our appendix, this is awfully vestigial and no longer required. We no longer live to the age of 20, but perhaps... 120 in a very few years from now. So how do we manage the growth and education of young girls, this article wanted to know. And again, remember, this was 30 or 40 years ago already that I was reading this article. And what it suggested was that studies had shown that girls who are educated separately, beginning around the age of 10, 12, 14, somewhere in there, do much better. They achieve higher grades, they learn more, they enter more colleges, they achieve higher rankings in their positions in business, they got into business more frequently, remember again, 30, 40 years ago here, okay. so they achieved more within society and provided more value to society than those who didn't. Now, that was an interesting statement anyway, because it kind of suggested that those who raised children and did a darn good job of that might not be providing value to society. So that would be a whole nother can of worms. But so the article said. 
And then it went on to say that boys who are educated in co-ed environments at the same age group, about 10 to 20 or so, did much better than they would if they were educated separately. So go fix that conundrum. The girls should be educated separately, but the boys should be educated in co-ed environments. It makes no sense. So we have to figure out what it really means, if you will, as we apply that kind of an information piece to the rest of society at large. Why did the boys do less well if they were educated individually? And the answers had to do with a less well-rounded view of the globe, certainly a lack of understanding of how to interact with females in general, where the females didn't seem to lose the ability to interact with males if they were educated separately. That would indicate to me, perhaps, that they had uh, other interactions with men and perhaps the boys did not. So all kinds of interesting things there. How does it relate to what we're talking about today? Well, would it be different if you had your own group as a woman? Would it be different if, as men, you admitted women to groups that have been traditionally all-male, and many of them remain so? Men do report at every stage of entrepreneurship, of uh, business, of established industries, and so on, so it doesn't much matter whether it's startup or not, that if they admit women to any group of business focus, it changes the dynamic of the group. I would postulate that really means it changes the conversation. It changes the way one might be able to refer to situations. It might mean that they would be restricted in the language that they choose, um, and I don't just think it's about cursing or not cursing. Certainly some men you know, are comfortable with it and some not, and some women comfortable with it and some not. I think that's probably past. But I would suspect that it is about the way they discuss business. And I do think that the conversation of business itself is different among many men than it is among many women. The idea of thrashing your enemy, uh, conquering that piece of, um, you know, achieving goals in ways that talk about, um, you know, stomping on somebody else and so on is more common still among male conversation in business and certainly more common within the sales forces of traditional businesses than it is among women in general and among women who are entrepreneurs or in the C-suite, or even headed to it. There is a difference in the view of how one can succeed in business. And again, these are gross platitudes. Not every woman speaks this way, not every man does, not every woman thinks one way, and not every man does. But in broad numbers, we do see an awful lot of the Venn diagram falling on one side or the other, and then, of course, some overlap. If that's the case then it becomes interesting to say, perhaps it's all right for us to have groups of men and groups of women, but I would say it is critical that they get together as well. So think about it as you move forward. Would you want to create a women's group which helped other women to proceed through the levels and ranks of business advancement to reach the C-suite 
And if you wanted it to be all women, which women would you want to have in that group to put their hands back and help the next generation along? So now I'm going to wrap up uh, back to the first conversation I had in the first segment here that talked about the fact that men have traditionally handed their power from one generation to the next, grooming that level of power at each stage and making sure that the world was whole when they left it. It didn't necessarily mean they enjoyed it, but they were always taught to hand back the reins of power to that next generation. Let's talk about how we help women learn to do the same thing when we come back at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. And a pitch. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. On demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about women in the C-suite, headed to the C-suite, and certainly for uh, women who are in entrepreneurship at every level. I'd like to leave you with a to-do list for women. The first thing would be to engage, to begin now, to follow a pattern of success by following the pattern of how succession took place for so many years. That if you will, gross image of how the world is formed in terms of business management is not going to change. But how does one engage with it? You get into the game. At every level, 
you have something to give back. I know there will be people listening here who say, I got into business six weeks ago. What in the devil could I possibly give back? The answer is you have something and you can do so. If you're just beginning, give back to those who are in college, in high school, in junior high school, in elementary school. Go and mentor young girls. Teach them that women do this and they do it early on. Do it individually and do it in groups. Do you have time for it? Of course not. Carve the time. You'll figure out where you can do it and to whom you can do it with the least amount of effort, if you will, in making more space in your schedule. But even if all you did was to go to a school and provide a guest lecture about whatever it is you do, it doesn't have to be about women in the C-suite and so on. It doesn't have to be about being a female in your shoes. It should be about leadership itself about the issues you face as you begin to start your company, about what you think in your industry, talk about the specifics of that. But at every level, you've got something to give back. Put your hand out and give back. Become comfortable with this process. What I would suggest is that I have found that the road up has been so difficult and so convoluted for many women around the world that they have not given back. What they have done instead is to barely manage their own lives and barely manage their own road. It's time to say, yes, it was tough, but it can also be easier if you give back and you reach forward for somebody else to mentor you. If you can do that, even preferentially as women to women, you will find that over time, the conversation among women at every age level will become about the process of passing the reins and being comfortable in doing so, rather than in protecting your own turf and just looking at your own trajectory. So that's a huge difference in how you look at what you're about to do. Set that pattern now. Mentor somebody, if you will, younger on the chain than you are. Mentor in groups and mentor both men and women. And ask for it yourself. Now, will you be my mentor is kind of, you know, are you my mommy? That doesn't work so well. So look to those places where you find women in power and ask them specific questions. Ask them about a specific challenge that you have. You don't say, will you be my mentor? You ask them for a bit of mentorship. You don't even have to use the word. You just have to say, I'm facing a particular challenge. I'm wondering if you've already faced this before. And you help them learn to mentor as well. The second piece would be that you should look at the broader scale of where you sit in the, um, in the sector in which you sit in your industry and reach out to those others who are also coming up in the industry. Those would be your colleagues. And those would be your support group, if you will, your ad hoc um, board of directors or advisors. Reach out to those and do preferentially set meetings with other groups of women who are facing the same issues and help everyone to see a broader image of what the subject's about.
I'm going to put a link to the Asti Investment Partners over on my Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Go over there and check that out as well as links to the TED Talk and uh, perhaps a few other bits. Certainly leave your comments and let me know if you know of women in entrepreneurship groups and women in C-suite groups. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. I hope you download these shows through iTunes, Webmaster Radio, and of course, through our mobile app. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.